Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, last summer, Ottawa gave provinces the power to regulate single-game sports betting. The BC Lottery Corporation, they began accepting wagers the first day it was permitted. That's August 27th. It was among the first provinces right out of the gate doing it. It's been taking off ever since then. And among the companies facilitating a lot of the interest here in Canada, it's Twitter. Which, I mean, come on, I'm on Twitter. I see all the sports fans there. Everybody thinks they uh, have expertise in there, uh, but it's a fun thing to follow along when I'm watching hockey for sure. But with us today to chat about what all this means for sports betting, wagering, all that, it is Twitter Canada's head of sports, Connor Clarence. I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much for having me again, Tyler. Always good to be back. So before we get into kind of the sports betting stuff, I got to ask you, you know, uh, you go and uh, hand your business card out to people, head of sports, Twitter Canada. Tell me, what does the uh, the head of sports at Twitter Canada, what does that job entail? It's a, it's a really great job, really great company. Um, I'm super fortunate to, to be here in my life. But basically, my job is to work with athletes, agencies, leagues, teams, broadcasters to ensure that Twitter users are getting the best experience when it comes to sports. So if you think about why people come to Twitter, some of the big reasons are things like entertainment, sports and news. And so Twitter represents this piece of uh, the ecosystem of a sports fan where you're getting all this live, incredible news, incredible reactions, incredible memes, incredible updates, all within seconds of it happening. Highlights, injuries, yada, 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 all that happens. And so my job is to make sure that for Canadian sports fans, Twitter is the place that they want to go to to capture all that information, working with a whole host of incredible publishing partners um, and, and just in, in creating a really safe, enjoyable space for fans that want to be a part of that conversation. And that conversation is always growing new niches, new audiences. We've seen the growth of soccer over the past six months that sort of we hadn't seen on the men's side in, in, in years. And now looking into April 4th, obviously in an Ontario specific thing with sports betting, uh, we're now seeing that grow even further. And we'll see that continue to grow because Twitter is a sports better's best friend. Um, it's where you can go to get live odds or live information that you can use to potentially try to get an edge from an odds perspective. So the job of being the sports guy for Twitter here in Canada, it, it sort of encompasses all of that. It's trying to make sure that the platform is truly the best place for a sports fan. Uh, and if you're not a sports fan yet, hopefully Twitter can maybe encourage you to become one. Okay, so I know who to blame now in case it's the Stanley Cup Finals and I'm seeing cricket scores all over my uh, Twitter feed. I, I, I'll uh, call you up uh, and uh, blame you for that. But, hey, diversification um, is never bad, right? Fair enough, fair enough. So look, uh, okay, so I'll be honest. I, I, I love following uh, hockey, especially on Twitter. Uh, everybody thinks they're an expert, but uh, I, I've got my favorite people that I followed there for, I, I would say, like uh, better takes. That, that's what I'll call them, but... Look, uh, wagers, sports betting, it kind of goes over my head. Uh, I'm not the one you'll usually see kind of making those bets. So tell me a little bit, for for somebody who might not be super familiar, what are those kinds of conversations like? Like how do they perhaps maybe differ a little bit from regular sports chatter that might be coming up on Twitter? Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's the sports conversation and the sports betting conversation obviously overlap in in, in quite a few ways, right? If you're a Vancouver Canucks fan and a player gets injured, injured, you care about that because you're a fan, but if you're betting the line on that night's game and an important player is now suddenly on the injury report, that drastically can impact the bet that you're either going to place or the bet that you have placed. And so you may want to hedge that, you may want to react to that, etc. But then there's also those people that become, uh, sports books are, are sort of in a way doing their best guess, right? It's one of the areas in the world of this, this grand world of gambling and wagering where sometimes the house doesn't always win. 
um, just simply because they, they don't get it right and they set a line at the wrong spot and they, they aren't able to hedge their bets. So this informational gap that Twitter can supply users is one of the pieces that the sports betting conversation uh, is one of the reasons why Twitter is so popular for the sports betting conversation. Um, and, and that overlaps directly with the sports conversation sometimes, especially around those big moments. So you think about sports betting, you think about 2021 and sort of year, you know, from say March, 2021 up until uh, the, the beginning of this month, some of the big moments were obviously things like the Super Bowl. But then you've also got moments like the Montreal Canadiens going to the Stanley Cup final in terms of the world where there's all there's a huge sports conversation where people are just talking about those sports. But there's also a huge sports betting conversation specifically where people are trying to understand the information that's happening and use that and and communicate with others who are accustomed to sports betting and, and make picks and make decisions and make bets based on the information that they're gleaning on Twitter. And that's a super unique, I think, role that we get to play in that environment because of the live nature of the platform and, and how the conversation flows. So uh, have you noticed that uh, it might be anecdotal, you might have the data, I, I guess I'm putting it on the spot, but uh, since we had those changes from the federal government last summer, has kind of engagement kind of uh, changed in a way as, as well with regards to how people are approaching, um, you know, their conversations on Twitter with regards to, you know, say sports betting, especially, you know, we're talking specifically about kind of those uh, single game uh, sports wagers that are now permitted here in Canada. Totally, totally. And obviously, there's there's so much when you think about the Canadian media landscape, there, there's this bleed that happens, obviously, with the American media landscape, because there are southern, southern neighbors and, you know, people, you get TV channels from the US and you get information and media. So because it's been legal in the US as well, that's also a big reason as to why we've seen growth over the last few years. But absolutely, we're seeing growth. What I'm really candidly quite excited to see is like, as the as the the whole the, the advertising coffers open up in Ontario, Although all of that advertising will be limited to Ontario, the conversation that happens as a result of it from yourself, myself talking about sports betting, obviously that's going to be potentially national to followers that might be uh, across the country. So I think what we'll see next year when we, you know, if we have this conversation in a year's time, the growth that we'll see sort of post April 4th, because obviously Ontario being the large market that it is, but more so because we're going to see added investment, right? Like, uh, BCLC is is one entity, and obviously Play Now Sports being the, the the entity that that operates sports betting in British Columbia, they're having they're they're a singular entity, so their marketing budget is you know that of a singular entity. Whereas you you flip the coin, you look at Ontario, we're going to have potentially upwards of like thirty to fifty operators in the market, in addition to the incumbent OLG and their proline model. So what that means is there's going to be so much more advertising around the conversation which inevitably will end up boosting the conversation. And even though that advertising is geared towards Ontario, I think what we're going to see is an incredible growth in the conversation nationally, just as a result of that. And I think then if we're getting kind of that popping up in our feeds here on the West Coast, do you think that has potential to kind of drive that interest, even if we might not have access to some of those uh, those uh, portals or those players that are going to be launching here in uh, or over there in Ontario? Totally, totally. I think like by nature of how the marketing industry works, there's there's going to be there's going to be ads that probably end up running outside of, you know, you as a British Columbian, the marketing industry can only do so much to make sure that you don't get an Ontarian ad. But I think we all know that those things will probably happen by usually no fault of anyone's um, just because the, the model isn't perfect. But it'll also just see that like because of uh, the conversation that's happening and, and all that sort of word of mouth that happens on the side, because maybe you connect with an old friend from Ontario, that's going to stretch across the country. 
And we also, who knows what happens in a year, two years time. I think as we look at the sports betting industry and we look at the provincial governments, British Columbia, Manitoba, Alberta, et cetera, all probably looking towards Ontario to see how this rollout goes. Because if they're seeing a ton of tax revenue that comes in that they can then utilize, that maybe maybe some of the people, some of the provinces that have said, hey, we're going to operate in the model that we're used to, maybe they potentially look to shift that in a year or two's time because there's a potential opportunity. Or maybe not. Maybe they want to keep it all within house. Who knows? But I think some of those discussions may change and the conversation may change drastically in, in a couple of years time, which is honestly quite exciting. Okay, well, if there's one sports wager I feel confident about it, it's the Canucks not making it into the playoffs. You know, that that's going to be a bummer. But um, look, I, hockey is kind of life here in Canada. Is it mm. the same way for sports wagers? Is that what is what's driving the conversation? Or are there other sports that are at the top of the list? Yeah, it's a super interesting question because um, when you talk to some of those incumbent OLGs, BCLCs, etc., a lot of the time what we'll understand is that the football demographic actually represents typically a large portion, if not the largest portion of the sports that people bet on. Uh, and that's the same on Twitter. So although hockey in the context of sports is the most talked about sport on Twitter in Canada, when you look at sports betting specifically, it's actually football. And then the next sport is basketball and then hockey and then baseball. So it kind of flips things on its head from what you probably would expect because we're obviously hockey driven as sports fans. But when we look at the betting audience, it's definitely more football driven. Okay, I can uh, wrap my head around that. You've got March Madness. You know, I, I think that influence of the Americans with regards to the NFL, you know, the NFL has just only grown and grown and grown in popularity here in Canada. So I still think, you know, uh, hockey, not going to take the conversation away uh, <laughs> overall here in Canada, though. So it's uh, interesting to see how that's uh, uh, kind of measured up with regards to the, the sports wagers talk. Now, if, if I'm somebody who's really into, you know, uh, making bets and all that sort of stuff, like who, who am I typically following on Twitter? Like who are the kind of the popular users uh, out there? Yeah, there's there's probably uh, there's a there's a few great handles and a few great people that have built this incredible niche. I think you, you you look at the big sort of major Canadian broadcasters on the sports side being TSN and Sportsnet who have their handles TSN Edge and SN Bets. There's also another uh, newer sports media broadcaster by the name of The Parlay. Parlay spelled E-H as opposed to A-Y uh, and being the betting topic who are sort of a specific sports betting network. Those three are great follows. And then you look down the list, there's a bunch of familiar faces from a lot of those sportscasters. You've got uh, Cabral Richards, also known as Cabby, famously from The Score, now over at Sportsnet. You've got Derek Taylor on TSN Edge. And then you've got people like Noor Zane from, from the Parlay. So we published a blog post and, um, with a few articles and a few people that people can follow um, just to get that sort of diversification in their feed. But we've got a, we, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few influential people within the Canadian marketplace that are knowledgeable and great people to follow if betting is something that you might be interested in. And we've also seen a lot of brands start to reach out and, and sort of help explain sports betting because totally, 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 there's a lot of people out there that maybe don't necessarily know what someone's saying when they say over, under, spread, bet against the spread, et cetera, all, the, all that terminology. And so there's a lot of learning that people get to do over the next sort of weeks and months as, as sports betting becomes more prevalent on, uh, on Twitter and across the country. 
Okay, I told you at the start, I, I'm not that knowledgeable about sports betting, but I kind of would have to go ahead and, and follow some of those kind of beginner basics accounts. Although I, I do know that, I, I think I know what the spread is, and that's probably like reference to like basketball and all that sort of stuff as well. But uh, let me ask you this, uh, like obviously uh, head of sports for Twitter Canada, you got to be interested in sports. Um, have you dipped your toes in any sort of the betting that's uh, been going on, especially just over the last uh, you know six, seven months as they changed the rules in Ottawa? Totally, I have. Um, luckily, I'm based in Ontario, so we've had ProLine Plus um, be our local local uh, offering. And so I'm excited to see what I'm able to do come Monday in Ontario, because that's that's a big change. Um, but I've, uh, I'm have i a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, so I had a, I had a, a couple bucks running on the uh, Bills to win the Super Bowl. Uh, didn't pan out, unfortunately. But what I'm super excited for is uh, Canada. Obviously, we just got our FIFA World Cup draw just minutes ago. I think I saw within uh, one of the betting sites that the, the line right now is 20, 000, uh, plus 20,000. So a $100 bet on Canada, um, I think would net you about $20,000 if Canada were to win the World Cup. So who knows? Maybe put 10 bucks on that and see what happens. Okay, not not a bad bet to make. Uh, just not going to lose that much either. Uh, and I'll be remiss if I did not mention that uh, producer Albert uh, Van Sanfort. Uh, he's a huge Bills fan as well, so much so that he and his family went to uh, Florida. I think they caught the Bucks game down there uh, not too long ago, back in December. So uh, lo- lots of fandom here at the BIV newsroom uh, as well. I don't know. Uh, y- you've been enjoying like kind of being able to go back and see any sports games live as uh, live as uh, restrictions have loosened up there in Ontario yet. Totally, totally. I was, I mean, it was super fortunate last, last year to get to watch a little bit of that Jays run. Uh, I got an opportunity to go to the Monday Nighter Bills Pats, which was, which was unreal. Uh, unfortunately, results didn't go the way. Been to a couple hockey games, a few Raptors games. So, uh, it feels nice to have sports back in the life. The community that a full Scotiabank Arena here, full Rogers Center over in BC, or et cetera, all those things are good, I think, for the, the state of community. Um, and so excited to see that that continue to grow and us to continue sort of to use sports as a way to help get us on the other side of this pandemic. Unfortunately for me, I've been to four Canucks games so far this season. Uh, they've won two and they've lost two, which kind of feels like their their season encapsulated right there in my own experience going to uh, live sports games. But uh, you know, Connor, absolute pleasure talking to you. I can pick your brain more and more about all this because I'm all over Twitter when it comes to sports talk. And I, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much for the time, Tyler. Always happy to chat. Really appreciate it. And, and don't be afraid to place a couple wagers next time you're at a game. Okay, you know, you've, you've got me convinced. Uh, you know, what harm could come if I'm, uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw, you know, $10, $20 next time I'm doing that then. Exactly. Nothing, nothing to lose sleep <laughs> over, but a little bit of fun. Excellent. Well, that is Connor Clarence. He is Twitter Canada's head of sports, and that is it for the show today. But you can go to BIV.com. You can find more stories, interviews, videos there, of course. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.